So how do you sell products to the Department of Defense? Stick around and tonight we're going to unpack that question. But first, good evening Agile Acquisition Enthusiasts and welcome back to the Underground Digital Tiki Bar. It's Friday night and that means it's time for another episode of Agile Acquisitions and Alcohol. So cheers. All right, it's 2020. New year, new you, new me. Let's go. It's been a while. I know I've been slacking. I apologize, but I'm back and I'm here for you and uh, hoping I can make this whole acquisition bureaucracy hacking a little easier for you. And on tonight's episode, we're going to talk about selling products to the Department of Defense. And it's hard. It's hard because the Department of Defense basically looks at IT in sort of two lanes, right? You have this custom IT, bespoke IT that's built for the Department of Defense because they're so unique and they build it to their 500 page system requirement document. We've got this sort of like cutting edge innovation, agile acquisitions, agile development, I love it, where they're sort of iteratively developing using best practices, that's good, we gotta keep doing that. Um, but it, it's, it's not necessarily scalable, right? Like we, we need a lot of technology in the Department of Defense to keep up with the adversaries who are, are just cranking out some modern tech and we've got to keep pace. Now on the other side, we have commercial off the shelf or COTS technology, right? And COTS technology is sort of in the space of, uh, it was built for a commercial environment and we think we can apply it to the Department of Defense, but oh wait, all of those things that make the Department of Defense special, it makes it really hard to take a sort of preformed commercial solution and plug it in. And even if it wasn't difficult, even if there weren't all of the sort of security rules and like unique configurations and very like legacy systems it has to in, interact with, we have sort of this problem of, you know, when is the government going to come out with a requirement that actually describes the thing that you built uh, separate from the people writing the requirements? So it's just really difficult to find that exact fit. And so now you sort of have this like 80% solution or, or maybe significantly less, and so it's hard. Uh, but uh, you know, then there's this building technology specifically for the Department of Defense using modern tech solutions, commercial standards, uh, but specifically for the defense market, right? And that is where I think we're gonna really um, kind of leapfrog to the next generation. But that doesn't get past the fact that selling to the department is hard. So how do we do it? Well, um, you know, definitely look for opportunities. Maybe you get lucky. Maybe you find that big acquisition where you're just your idea, your product just fits perfectly. But more likely than not, you have to look for sort of innovative inroads, sort of uh, ways to kind of get in the door and show your technology and start demonstrating the value. And so there's two really uh, clear cut methods for doing that right now. Uh, there's more than two, but two of the very clear cut methods are the SBIRs, which have become really popular again, and that's awesome, and other transaction authority. Um, and so just to break those down for you a little bit, SBIR, Small Business Innovative Research Program, is funded, it's appropriated by Congress. So if you find a customer in the SBIR program, they're not actually paying for it, or they don't have to. They can use the appropriation fund specifically for spawning innovation and research in the department. That phase one gives you kind of like a paid marketing research endeavor, which is great. We should all be doing market research, user research, and the department actually pays you. And when you get that phase one, you also sort of have a, a piece of paper that allows you to walk around the department and say, you can talk to me and it's okay because I have this phase one and I'm actually being paid 
to talk to you. So you should do that. And that's, that's great. We need more of that. Uh, we have phase two, which is build that MVP. It's, it's, so phase one is typically like anywhere from 50K to 150K, somewhere around three months. It can depend. You have Department of Defense rules, and then you have individual services rules and the way they implement it. AFWORK, shout out to them, are doing a killer job uh, implementing SIBRs and, and getting the most value for the intention of the statute. Uh, so you have phase two, which can go all the way up to one and a half million dollars. There's even matching programs where organizations can bring non-SIBR funding to match the SIBR funding, um, all the way to 1.5 million times factors of how many matching you get. Um, and that's really intended around building that minimum viable product, deploying it, showing there's capability. Uh, and then if you can get through that then, and you can find someone outside this SBIR program to fund it, uh, then you're actually qualified for a phase three. And a phase three comes with statutory justification for sole source. So now you can walk around and find customers who are interested in your product and say, hey, you don't even have to compete because the government's invested in this solution and they want it to be implemented. And so there's statutory authority to sole source. And that's amazing, right? You can't beat that. Um, so there's also, I've talked about it before, there's also direct to phase two, which AFWorks and other organizations are using, which is awesome. Kind of skip that phase one. If you've already got a customer who's endorsing your solution and they want to work with you, you can kind of skip that and go right to phase two. Uh, and then other transaction, also really important. I've talked about it a bunch of times on here. I'll talk about it again. Other transaction, uh, US 2371B 2016 gave that authority for prototyping and for the sole source follow-on. Again, getting you that sole source authority after you've demonstrated capability. That's only if you competed it and the government stated their intent to sole source uh, the operational deployment. Very important, we learned that the hard way. Um, but if that happens, after you demonstrate success, the government can continue to sole source back to you. And to me, these are not the only ways to get in, but these are two really good ways where an approach that is innovative and cutting edge and probably doesn't have like a requirements package just being created specifically for it can get in the front door. Um, usually the, the barrier to entry is a lot lower. The contracting officers tend to be a lot more understanding because they know they're working with sort of non-traditional organizations. Um, so it's, it's not as scary. And if you don't win or you're not selected, you typically have another opportunity to try again. And that's, that's great. Um, I think uh, this is sort of also a great way to kind of get your, your foot in the door, get a sort of a leap pad if you're successful, but also get your foot in the door sort of a low cost, low risk way. So there you have it. I know that was really long, but you know, first video of the new year, I wanted to make sure I, I really unpacked for you how I would think about selling product to the Department of Defense. And it's important because the Department of Defense needs really good products. We need it. So um, don't look at it as a, such a scary uh, thing to overcome. You can do it. It's hard. It's difficult for sure, but it's worth it and it's important. So um, with that, Till next week. Cheers. All right. If you like this video, give me a thumbs up, share it, tell your friends about it, subscribe, of course, if you haven't already, and I'll be back next week. Happy New Year.